This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, Elvis Presley is uh, truly a legend. It's an overused word these days, but for for everybody really, even young people today, they know about Elvis. Uh, people of my generation would know perhaps the young Elvis, and it's worth noting that Elvis Presley died in 1977, he was 42 years of age. But we're going to talk about him. There's a new film about Elvis out now at the moment, and many people have been to see it. Uh, we're going to talk to B.P. Fallon. B.P. Fallon knows more about music, rock music, than anyone else in this country, and was part of a U2 tour, was friendly and hung out with John Lennon, and knows everything there is to know uh, <laughs> about, about uh, rock and roll. And I don't know why you're laughing, Beep, it's true. But anyway, welcome to The Stand. It's Thank always you. a thrill to talk to you about these great musicians, singers. Elvis Presley, what does he mean to you, Beep? Because you've seen them all, you knew them all, and you don't do bullshit. What does Elvis mean? Well... The, the very first record I ever made is called I Believe in Elvis Presley, and I do, because like a lot of other people, he changed my life. Yes. He really did. Now, the thing is, when Beatles happened and everyone went completely bonkers again, Elvis was kind of old-fashioned. Yes. You know? And now if we look through the periscope of battered time in this wounded world, it's 20 years since Elvis last had a mega hit, which was a little less conversation, the remix by Junkie XL, um, you know, which went number nine in, number one in nine countries. But 20 years, you know, uh, with a record that was first done in 1968 originally, it's a long, long, long time ago. And it's amazing how there's this focus on Elvis at the moment because he hasn't been in the charts or anything. But what seems to be happening, for better or worse, there is a focus at the moment on some of what we might call the older artists. Yes. You know, Paul McCartney's just finished an American tour and then he topped Glastonbury. He was the oldest artist ever to have topped Glastonbury at 80. Uh, the youngest one was on the same bill, Billie Eilish, just 20. So there you have Paul McCartney, who was a Beatle, blah, blah, blah. The Rolling Stones are touring Europe. They've been all over the television. There's this series, My Life as a Rolling Stone, which is very good. 
Um, and then the biopics that have happened musically, you had Bohemian Rhapsody, mega, mega, mega. Some people hated it, some loved it. Rocket Man, most people loved it. Yes. Respect the Aretha Franklin film, no one remembers it. Yes. You know, before that, there was the fantastic one, the uh, the Johnny Cash movie, I Walked the Line. Yes, I saw that and loved it, actually. I loved jo Johnny Cash. It was brilliant. This one, though, is, is kind of higgledy-piggledy. Uh, even the music on the soundtrack, which is very interesting, the soundtrack went straight in at number one in the Billboard charts, which hasn't happened to Elvis for a long, long, long time. Mm. What it is largely is a reimagining of Elvis's songs, you know, uh, and, and different people involved singing with the track or reimagining of the track, everyone from Eminem to Jack White. I mean, Eminem mirrors Elvis perfectly insofar as rap was happening, and so oh, let's get a white guy to do it. They got Eminem, right. like they got Elvis years ago. Yes. Same, same trick, you know. Yes, and uh, strangely, he started out, he, he was a southerner, he was from... Um, Mississippi. He tried out with a couple of bands, and they taught, and he got a job as a truck driver. Uh, tried again. They told him to stick with the truck driving before he actually made sang some of his own songs. Nineteen fifty three, fifty six was when he first started recording. He got a break with uh, Sam Phillips and Sun Records. That was a famous studio, wasn't it? Uh, in yeah, I've been, to, I've been to Sun and to yes. stand on the very same spot that this man did this stuff. It was just shivers up the spine. Yes, so, yeah. I've also went to Graceland a couple of times. Uh, I hadn't been told this at the time, so I can't verify it. But apparently the suits that are all there, the, the Las Vegas years, uh, that one time covered a very large gentleman are all taken in, made right. smaller. So reality is not reality. Uh, but I went also to uh, Mississippi, to where he was born. It's a little shotgun shack. It was very humbly run. It wasn't the high-powered Elvis Presley Enterprises. It was a couple of old years taking a dollar at the door or something. Uh, and there you were in the room where Elvis was born. So I said to the little old lady, where? And she said, I don't rightly know, sir. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, well, if it was Jesus, they would have said in that corner or something like that, you know. Yes, uh, going back to the, the, the voice and the sound and, and, and Sam Phillips and the Sun studio, uh, Phillips had a friend, uh, his name was Keisker, and he said, he recalls Phillips saying, if I could find a white man, who had the Negro sound and the Negro, Negro feel, I could make a billion dollars. And that actually was what Elvis had, was it? Yes. It was a lady, actually, Marion, who said that. Um, right. Uh, Sam Phillips, the, Sam, uh, the Sun Recording Company, they recorded largely black artists. Uh, one of his talent scouts was Ike Turner. Um, Tina Turner's... Husband, yes, yes. This, this is before Anna Mae Bullock became Tina Turner. Right. Because um, uh, Ike Turner put aside temporarily all the other shit, uh, was an incredible musician and very much a pathfinder, and it's argued that he made the first rock and roll record, which is called Rocket 88. But 
Meanwhile, Sam Phillips was recording people like, uh, you know, uh, guys who he would then lease to chess records, black artists. Yes. So he was looking for the white guy. Yes, he was. Uh, and just during a break in recording with these other two guys, uh, Bill Black and, and Scotty on guitar, Scotty Moore, uh, bass player and st- uh, bass stand-up bass and guitar and Elvis on acoustic, they just started messing around with this Big Boy Crudup song, That's All Right, Mama. And Sam Phillips' ears pricked up and he said, hold it there, back that up a minute. Uh, and they found they found the magic sword. Yes, and the, there's a... I mean, we were kids, and I was, and you were at that time, and I remember the first Elvis. I remember Bill Haley, but that's another thing. But Elvis appeared, and he appeared, He A, he was beautiful. Look, I have a picture in front of me, a Sun Records promotional picture, and he was a beautiful-looking fellow. Yeah. The, the music was electric, but also, and the way he moved. But when he tried to break into the mainstream, as it were, people took offense. Uh, they thought he was <laughs> he was sexualizing it, uh, and his, the whole thing about him was sex, sex, sex. Yes, but you know why that was? I mean, very simple. Uh, some people would say he purloined it. I don't believe that's the case. I think he adapted it. Yes. I am talking about black music. Yes. And- attitude of black musicians you know black musicians were both sonically and visually shaking it up for years before this you know if you went to some juke joint down in mississippi as the child elvis did and as the child elvis learned you saw these people you know it was saturday night and it's all right what you do on saturday night yes. tomorrow you tomorrow's sunday and you go and sing, sing gospel and your sins are forgiven yes and it's a wonderful cycle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and the, the thing uh, that strikes me about him when I reflect on it now is his authenticity. He, he sang f- from where he came from. And when he wanted to do Ed Sullivan and all of those shows, he, he just did it. It was natural to him. Well, the best, the best Elvis arguably book but best elvis film it's called elvis 56 and what they've done there is they've used the photographs of albert wertheimer who was a a gentleman who got to photograph elvis before the curtain came down and they're incredibly intimate pictures of elvis on the train and elvis at home with his folks and you know in the little place they had before graceland uh mixed in with the early television performances which are wild Yes. I mean, they're just crazy. Uh, and when Ed Sullivan, or whatever idiot it was, wouldn't show him from the waist down, That's right. they were doing Elvis a favor because, you know, all the young girls imagined that there was some sort of python-type figure down there wriggling yes. with anticipation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do remember as a young, as a kid, I mean, we we hearing that the, the, the Ed Sullivan show, we should explain to younger listeners, was the place to be on. I mean, the Beatles played there, didn't they, too? Yeah, yeah I mean, the Beatles. To get on the Ed Sullivan show, you'd kind of, you'd made a, a big breakthrough. And and Elvis was invited, but as you say, they only showed the top half. <laughs> <laughs> he had his band as well, who stayed with him all the, at the time. What were they called, Beep? 
They were called Elvis Presley, Scotty and Bill. Right. Uh, and then they got a drummer, DJ Fontana, uh, who used to back strippers. And he says it was perfect because what he would do to know what to do is just watch Elvis's ass. Yes. Uh, yeah. that, was, that was the rhythm, you know. Um, and the and the songs that he he really you know he could do anything he could do ballads yeah country ballads you yeah. know anything really anything the thing is though Tom Parker who was not artistically a good manager and financially it turns out he wasn't That's either right. uh, who's played I thought very well by Tom Hanks some people think Tom Hanks is dreadful but there you go uh, it's all subjective. Uh, and the film is seen through Tom Hanks's, i.e. Colonel Tom Parker's eyes. Yes. I didn't kill Elvis, as Colonel Tom Parker. You did, the audience. But you, you know? see, the, the now, thing about... Let, let me just finish there, if I may. Sorry. You, you talked about authenticity, you know. Now, when Elvis started, it was 110% authenticity. He was yes. doing what he felt. But then they kind of put him in those shite... Beach yeah. movies. Why? Because he was getting a million dollars a film. He was the highest paid actor in Hollywood. But the thing is, he'd made some good films before that. Um, uh, the one in uh, King Creole, which was set in New Orleans, is a fantastic film, and Elvis plays really well in it. Loving You is great for the music. Um, I went to see, unlike you, you see, Elvis was a little bit before my time, but I went backwards, you know, yeah, as you do. And I remember very fondly going with my father, God bless him, to see Jailhouse Rock. Yes. Uh, now, this is the complete opposite to one of the two cinemas I'd just seen uh, Elvis in, because one was the Stella Rathmines, which was the nicest cinema I've ever been to. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yes, it is a beautiful cinema. They've done a job on it, yeah. It's brilliant. So, meanwhile, many full moons ago, catching up, my father, who was uh, the retired colonel from, from the army, uh, and myself, he brought his son to see Jailhouse Rock at the Tivoli, uh, which was in Tivoli Street. And I don't think they'll mind me saying because it doesn't exist anymore, but it was a complete and utter flea pit. Flea pit. <laughs> but he, 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 he treated us to the best seats, which was one and threepence or whatever it was. And we went there and we went to sit down and the whole row of seats fell down. And I just thought it was co completely poetic yes. that this would happen. And then... Not only was that good enough, when Elvis was being whipped on the telev on the film screen, all the girls were screaming. So that was interesting. In the sort of pantheon of great musicians and great bands, like the, the Stones, like the Beatles, people like John Lennon, uh, David Bowie, all of those people, how did they regard Elvis? Did they, I mean, he was an awesome star, was it just that, or did they get the music, take something from his music? I think all of those people did. I mean, apparently Mick Jagger asked uh, Lorman, is El Elvis interesting? Uh, I think Elvis is very interesting uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a tragic story. And yes. yet here's this man who changed society, uh, and yet it's another death by doctor. Let's just... Like Michael Jackson. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, let's go to the the heart of the of it of this tragedy, which appears to be a Colonel Tom Parker, who was his manager. Parker was a gambler and a, a, not a good one. He lost a lot of money, and he took Elvis to Vegas, and he kept him in Vegas basically you know, to pay to pay his gambling debts. To pay That's his what... gambling debts, yes, and that lasted for many many years. And it, well, you tell me, but it, it, it's in, in legend, it's said to have killed him. He died age 42. He was unhappy, uh, overweight. Uh, he hated Vegas. Uh, it wasn't his scene. And, and Parker had this hold over him. How did Parker secure that power? Uh, two reasons. Uh, one is, if Parker wasn't there, Elvis would be stuck with Vernon. Now, Vernon wasn't necessarily the brightest light in the shop, so that would be disaster. Uh, and Elvis felt that, you know, he'd be just stuck there on his own. No one would be looking after him, even if it is a way he didn't look after him. Uh, I mean, when Elvis would pass out, you know, all... Colonel Tom Parker was interested in get that boy on stage tonight. I don't care what you do. I mean, this is a chap who, to wake up in the morning, uh, would be given liquid cocaine on cotton wool pushed up his nose. Uh, wow. To go to sleep at night, he would get what they called three attacks, uh, a sequence of injections that would put him to sleep. But there would always have to be someone with him because several times... They stopped him choking when he had a burger half down yes. his throat and fell asleep, you know. Uh, and this so went on for, for quite years. some time, years. Years. And years. he didn't see the money and he lost his credibility 
um, well, as he did an artist. He did see money. He spent it all. You know, I mean, he would think of nothing as he did. He was looking in a Cadillac showroom and a little old lady, a black lady, was looking in as well. And he said, you want one? And bought it for her, you know. Yes. He would do that. He would give people very expensive presents, you know. Yes. Uh, I'm, and I'm jumping ahead now, but I want to get this in here because I think it's relevant. Uh, in the movie Elvis, at the end, as we've seen throughout the movie, there's little clips of the real Elvis that you sort of half see, you know, stuck in there. But at the end, it is the end, and we see the real live, half-dead Elvis, weeks away from death. Yes. And he's singing Unchained Melody, just him at the piano. Yes. It's completely and utterly heartbreaking. There he is. He's he's wounded. He has more medication in him than the Russian athletic team. Yes. He can hardly stand. And it's the most heartbreaking yet beautiful thing, the way he sings this song, and he's literally singing his heart out. And that's what Elvis is. Yes, and he he, he had a beautiful voice. He had a real talent. There was a, 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 and it was a terrible period for Manny who loved his music. When he had to go into the army and do his two year stretch uh, in the US Army, his national service, uh, as uh, they had to do in those days, and indeed in Britain, they had to do it as well. And that was a loss for him and a loss for the world. Well, in people said, you know, it's rather vulgarly but not necessarily untrue that the army cut his balls off yeah you know and he came out the sort of well-behaved on the surface white guy doing a come home special with this guy who'd said rock and roll was shite in other words there's yes. elvis presley and frank sinatra singing love me tender together yeah and then that was a kind of a kind of death wasn't it for him well it wasn't death but it certainly wasn't in the right direction you know, I mean, one of the th focuses in this movie is the so-called comeback special when Elvis was in the leathers and funky again, um, and how to Colonel Tom Parker wanted him to do a Christmas song, you know, and he had a fucking awful cr uh, Christmas sweater with reindeers or something that he thought Elvis would wear, you know. Yes. But Elvis broke out and, and rocked it and went against, you know, um, the rules and the guy who made the, who made the film was was chosen because he'd done a very successful Petula Clark television thing, whereby uh, she touched uh, one of her guests on the on the on the shoulder, Harry Belafonte, uh, and yes. the sponsors in the in the South wanted that cut out. Yes, uh, and the channel said no, and it stayed in, and so obviously this was a funky producer. Um, and so he, he kind of ganged up with Elvis against Vernon. I must say the people in the movie who play B.B. King and Little Richard and Sister Rosetta Sharp are really fantastic. Right. They're really, really great. Um, and I do like how it, it owns up to where the music is coming from. You know, yes. down south, a lot of people wanted to hang Elvis, you know, because he was doing this, this music that any well-behaved white boy would not do. Yes. You know, but the little girls understood and the boys wanted to be like him. Right. T tell us about Graceland. He, he, he had grown up in a kind of shack. Well, uh, yeah. I, as, as I mentioned, I've been to the shack and it is, it's what they call a shotgun shack. It's simply two rooms. 
Yeah. And that's it. And it's a shack. Now, the, 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 the hedge is a bit cleaner than the ones next door to it, but it's, it's funky town, you know. Yes. And he, and he, he built this kind of, as we, as I haven't been, you have, it's described as a mansion. It's, it's, it's certainly now, it's a shrine. Yeah, it's a, you know, I've been there even when it, on the anniversary of his death and all these people lighting candles and you can go to the graveyard and all of that, but it's, it's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Uh, all the Elvis, uh, copyists, all these guys standing around, uh, as Elvis imitators, they all seem to go for the Vegas look. Maybe yes. because these guys are fat, you know? Yes. Um, there's no one being the feral young, Memphis Flash, you know. Um, again, that might be age to do with it. Yeah, was it? Was he big? I mean, he was big everywhere. How did the Brits take to him? Oh, mad for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the things that was always dangled in front of Elvis was a, a European tour and then a world tour. But Colonel Tom Parker wasn't going to have that because he was an illegal immigrant uh, from Holland. Yes. And he, he had no papers or anything. And, and he couldn't get back in the U.S. if he ever left, correct? Probably not. That's uh, right. And the colonel was a made-up name. He was no more a colonel than, than I am, you know. Um, How did he acquire the power? And was it was there something weak in Elvis or innocent in him that allowed Parker to take over his life effectively and arguably kill him? Elvis, you know, was insecure. Yeah. Um, but he, he wasn't allowed to pretend to. This is the thing about Elvis. There was one. There were four yes. Beatles. There's five Rolling Stones or seven or eight. Yes, right. Um, who could talk to each other from the same position, from the same exalted heights. Yes. Elvis had no one to talk to apart from these people who would laugh even when he made a crap joke. Yes. You the Memphis Mafia. Yes. I think one of the ways to understand how Colonel Tom Parker worked is one of his acts when he was a carny. He worked in the carnival. Uh, and one of his favorite acts that brought him a lot of money was the dancing chickens. Yes. Uh, and you see these chickens hopping up and down to music. But what the punters didn't see was the chickens were on a hot plate. Yes. So, you know, they would yeah. jump down not get their legs burnt. There's a story that, I mean, just to, that there was always this um, idea that he was corrupting the youth of the country. He was sex make, making young girls uh, feel the sexual impulses. And after a show in Wisconsin, there was an, an, an urgent message on the letterhead of the local Catholic diocese newspaper, which was sent to J. Edgar Hoover, who was a director of the FBI, and it warned that, and I quote, Presley is a definite danger to the security of the United States. His actions and motions were such as to rouse the sexual passions of teenaged youth. After the show, more than 1,000 teenagers tried to gang into Presley's room at the auditorium. Indications of the harm Presley did, just in La Crosse, which was one little uh, concert area, where the two high school girls whose abdomen and thigh had Presley's autograph. That's what he was doing. 
Back well, in the innocent yes. days. To me, Eamon, that sounds like an advert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds but, perfect. Yeah. I mean, yes, he did loosen up people's uptight sexuality. That was required. You know, it probably hasn't, didn't loosen it up enough. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the state, status quo did not like this at all. You know, yes. I mean, what would happen was you'd have black and white artists on the bill in a rock and roll show. You'd have maybe Fats Domino and the Everly Brothers, let's say. And the white kids would be on one side of the rope and the black kids would be on the other. And during the show, they'd leap up and start dancing. And sure enough, they'd start dancing with each other. Then the police move in and then the papers say there's a riot. You know, rock and roll had to fight to get to where it got to. Yes. Yeah, just tell me finally, Beep, about the tragedy of Elvis. He died age 42, the awfulness of the Vegas thing and the loss, I suppose, from his perspective of his musical identity to this schlock that is Vegas. It's very, very, I mean... When I heard the news, I mean, I remember it very well. I was driving along with a girl who was a journalist from the LME, Angie, and they just played Elvis records on the radio, and they said, Elvis is dead, and it was Elvis didn't die. This is the king of rock and roll does not die. Yes. It's impossible. Yes. And then, of course, we heard about, you know, the awful life that he was living, uh, completely off his trolley. Yes. Um, no one really able to do anything to help him. Um, and the amount of pills and stuff he was taking, you know, as Bob Dylan says, pills for thrills and ills and spills. Yes. But his was spills. Um, and you can't, you can't live like that, particularly when people are looking to you all the time and they've got their hand on your shoulder asking you to do something. Yes, you and know? it's artistically barren. Yeah. And you see, what what happens if you're a star, be you Bob Dylan or Elvis Presley or Frank Sinatra or whoever? Yes. Uh, initially, you're the, the feral performer we talked about um, with, with Elvis or, or, yes. or Frank Sinatra with the big bands. After a while, do you become the performing monkey? Yes. You know, is it wind me up and off I'll go? Yes. Does Bono every night want to do that or does he have to give himself a kick to do it? Yes. This is the question. Uh, and it takes a lot out of people. It's hard to put your soul on the table when you're not feeling it. It's exactly. equally hard to put your soul on the table when you are feeling it. Yes. Uh, like the end of this movie. Just a final question about his period in Hollywood that way he made at the uh, Colonel Tom Parker's behest a lot of awful movies uh, in Hollywood which really damaged him and turned him almost into a caricature for quite some time when all the great work he'd done almost faded out of sight well when Beatles happened Elvis was old-fashioned for a bet he stood in uh, on the road in West Hollywood, uh, and no one recognized him. Wow. And he completely freaked out. Yeah. Thought, what, the f what is this going on? So, you know, when Beatles came along, Elvis was last year's porridge. 
Um, yes, that, did you knew uh, Lennon very well? I mean, did Lennon? They met him, didn't they? They did meet them, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, they'd had what they call a cup of tea beforehand, so, <laughs> like several cups of tea, uh, as they were finding the house. Uh, right. They went in there and. Um, no one spoke, and it was all a bit twitchy. And then uh, Elvis said, well, if it's like this, I'm going to go to bed. And then someone broke out a guitar, and then it kind of loosened up a little bit. But uh, it wasn't like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. Let's write a song together or anything like that. And then, of course, Elvis, off his trolley, went to see President Nixon. Yeah, uh, he was a Republican, wasn't he? Yeah, to complain about the Beatles and that they were drug addicts. And they, you know, not Really? To, I didn't know that. Not dissimilar to the letter you wrote out earlier uh, from that ignorant woman. Um, yes. And Elvis sort of basically said, look, these are baddies. Uh, and he wanted a badge. He collected badges. Um, in fact, talking to Waylon Jennings, God bless him, Waylon told me one time he was driving in L.A. and this cloaked figure jumped out in front of the car and motioned for him to stop. Uh, and this sweating face looked in the window and in this sort of semi-Batman outfit, and it was Elvis. He said, drive slowly, son. You know. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like Elvis on a night off. What does he do? You know, go yeah. on the road, be a policeman. Um, I forget what the question was. The question <laughs> was, um, well, I think the the meeting with the Beatles clearly didn't go very well, but in the end, he was overweight, uh, ill, and uh, a tragic figure. Yeah, he was fucked. Yeah. I'm afraid. And um, let me finally ask you, Beep, about this this new movie. I've seen a, a bad review in The Guardian, but your take on it is slightly different. You think it's better than what they, t what they do, clearly. I think the Baz Luhrmann movie is much as an Elvis movie. Right. You know, um, but... I went to see it twice. Why? Because I wanted to see it again. You know, I do, am, yeah. Am I any the wiser? I'm not sure. Uh, but what I've been getting into is the, the soundtrack album, which is really interesting. All the different recreations of his music, making it contemporary. Yes. Um, whoever got all that together, I don't know who it is, but it's, it's verging on brilliance. It really is. And this is the soundtrack movie. And Baz Luhrmann has got a great history um, of soundtrack movies, you know, the, yeah. the, one, the one with, um, the great Gatsby that had Beyonce and Jack White and Lana Del Rey, uh, the one, um, Moulin Rouge, uh, that had the, the album soundtrack sold seven million copies. So maybe Elvis is back on the mystery train again. Okay. Well, it's great to talk to you always, Beep. And also it's a great education, but we're really grateful to you for joining us on the stand to talk about Elvis. And for those who don't know, there is a, a new film. It's out. And what I would say, um, and I've nowhere near the knowledge that BP Fallon has, that if you can get close to the sound and the original genius of Elvis, it's something you really, really ought to do. We're grateful to BP Fallon, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.